We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome in to another podcast on KCSN. I am John Kurtz, joined by Derek Young. You know him from K-State Online as well as Cole Manbeck. You know him, former beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury and uh, one of the most connected dudes basically on the K-State beat these days. And, you know, with that, normally here at the beginning of a podcast, right, you'd be talking about the name of the podcast, welcome into the blank pod. We don't have a name. We don't have a name. I do feel like that's probably where we need to start here, okay? We have solicited a lot of ideas. We crowdsourced it on Twitter. There were like 100 responses last night. I know everybody is into this. I like Three Maw the best, but I did on that beat writer note kind of think like maybe it's, you know, we named the podcast like how many former K-State beat guys does it take to screw in a light bulb, like something along those lines. But the problem is DY is actually still on the beat. So uh, I don't know. I Like wh- where are we at with this, guys, before we uh, move forward with this and talk about Nigel Pack opting to enter the transfer portal? Uh, where are we at on a name for this thing here, which is going to be, by the way, coming at you every week. We'll have uh, at least one pod every week for you now with uh, the three of us. I'm in the minority. I'm not a, as big on the three mall thing, but I will live with the results. Should it be that uh, Wildcats unscripted? So if you like that, put it in the comments somewhere and let's get that going. I myself am a uh, three mall guy. So that would be uh, my preference. I, I like that suggestion. Obviously, you guys didn't like some of the ones that I texted earlier today as you completely ignored ignored them. I thought oh, bring Wabash. Back up, bring back up for the people. What, what are they? Uh, what, 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 Wabash, Wabash Cannon, Cannon Cast? Is that what I said? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, as I, as I say it out loud, <laughs> I, I, I have trouble even saying it. So it's probably, you're okay. I, I'm nixing what I just came up with after saying it out loud. Well, do we think thing. that do do we think that three mall may have been trademarked at any point during the 2012 year? I don't know. I, I would think K State would probably let us roll with that. I mean, that was 10 years mm-hmm. a decade ago. Listen, K State, here's the deal. <laughs> Go win three Big 12 championships, then we can talk about the trademark thing. Okay. If you do that, we'll sell it. We'll trademark. sell it. Yeah. Until then, just let us run with it. Okay. That's just a little motivation. A little I, I'm I'm just kidding there. But uh no, look, I, I'm I'm all for anything niche actually because i really appreciate shout out to the ain't no seats guys on kcsn uh i love the fact that their podcast is named after something sharon collins supposedly told a professor one time about why he was leaving class like that's great i would love for something like that to be the name of our podcast but i don't know we're, we're gonna need to settle on a name here pretty quick because uh bj keeps threatening me with uh like wildcat weekly or something very generic like that which cannot happen cannot happen all right we, we need a we need a better name 
The ain't no seats thing does make me think of uh, I didn't come here to play school line by Cardell Jones. Can we just steal that as well? Well, see, that's why one of the things I'd say you guys that I like, someone told me the Out the Mud podcast, right? Because there was a Jerome Tang um, line where he said, like, hey, I, I got it out the mud, like you guys say when he was talking to the players. Um, the problem is there that becomes risky because what if what if Jerome Tang does not wind up being a great coach? Then you've got this out the mud podcast. And I don't know. None of us really came out the mud. I grew up in Johnson County. So like, <laughs> uh, we've got some problems here as far as the name goes. Okay. So help us out at JL Kurtz at D young rivals. Is it just at Cole Manbeck? Is there an underscore in there? There is an underscore. I'm offended that you didn't know that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. At Cole underscore Manbeck. Uh, Very you- creative name. Hit us up on Twitter. Yes, it's a tough one to remember. Uh, if we go with three maw, that transitions very nicely into three maw guys talking to or talking about 360 vodka. Okay, you see that? And look at that. We got a 360 logo right here. Great sponsor. Appreciate Holiday Distillery and everything they've done to support K State content and KCSN here since the birth of KCSN. All right, we're here today to talk about Nigel Pack because he announced that he is heading into the transfer portal today. It hit the uh, like basketball news circuit probably like an hour before he sent out an official message where he talked about it. Now, I think our understanding was before Nigel put out his message that it was not likely at all that he's coming back to K-State. When Nigel put the message out there on social media, it said that he would consider K-State as one of the options. Uh, I'm frankly not in the camp of believing that there's much of a chance for that. Sorry to rain on anybody's parade here. And I will also just go out and say that I am not really surprised to see this, even though I know like kind of behind closed doors and you guys are the ones doing all the work on this, but it sounded like it was more 50-50, tough to read. Like Nigel's a pretty quiet guy. It was tough to decipher his emotions and what he would actually want to do. But I, I was just taking from a logical point of view, Nigel clearly was a guy that really liked Bruce Weber and that staff. There's, there's now nobody left from that staff. Um, many of his teammates have already transferred and hit the portal now here in the last few days. And the the most important thing in all of this, and I understand K-State fans shock and we all love the hire and we thought Jerome Tang killed the press conference. And so you're like, how does he not stick around for that? But you have to remember, man, like Nigel Pack's a guy with a lot of options. I mean, this is the first team all big 12 player in what turned out to be a great league this past year. He has suitors aplenty. I wouldn't say that he could totally name the school that he wants to go to out there, but like within reason, he probably can. So when you add all that up, like he was clearly a Bruce guy, that entire staff's gone. Many of his teammates are gone and he has the option to be able to go basically anywhere, potentially somewhere closer back home for a kid that's from Indianapolis. I don't know, D.Y. It just it, it didn't really surprise me at all that this wound up being the result. of Nigel. When you look back and reflect on it without, you know, the the press conference in mind and without a purple shaded lens, then you could say, you know, a lot of this makes sense for Nigel Pack for a number of reasons. Could be an opportunity to return home. Um, Really, none of the coaches that were there, uh, past or present, are still there. And most of his teammates will probably not be there either. And the only, I guess, the two most likely ones to be there are are the ones that, you know, transferred there last year. And and Marquise Noel and and Ishmael Masood. So not necessarily anyone that he has a longstanding relationship with. So from that standpoint, not a surprise. But I, I guess for me, it's still was a shock because I mean, I'll be honest. I remember, you know, doing a, a few different radio hits um, in the past week and saying the only players 
that would jump into the portal that would shock me would be Nigel Pack, Marquise Noel, and Ishmael Massoud because I thought those were the three most likely to stay. And that still actually might be the case. Like Nigel Pack might still be one of the three most likely to stay. I don't think he's coming back, but that probably you know shares what I believe is going to happen with the rest of the roster as well. I don't think this attrition is ending anytime soon. And I also don't think Nigel Pack will be back. He can say all he wants in that message to the fans through his social media platform about keeping Kansas State into consideration. But at this point, I don't think that he'll give them much of a a chance to hear uh, for him or his crew to really listen to them or hear them out. I, I think they were under the impression that they were going to get a chance to meet with Nigel and his family on Thursday. Um, but I don't think that was the case, obviously. And, he chose to enter the transfer portal before that meeting. Well, yeah, I Cole, you, you have further detail to add on that because I mean that that is why I, I don't expect there to be any real chance here. Like I, and it, it's easy to fly off the handle, and be like, oh, you know, Jerome, like how could these guys like not actually convince Pack to come back? If you're this great recruiter, how could you not do it? I mean, it sounds like there wasn't really that opportunity afforded to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak for DY, but I think we both have heard from multiple people um, just over the last few hours that the pack family uh, canceled the meeting with night with, with coach Tang and the staff, they were going to, you know, hopefully meet with them in Indianapolis. And it sounds like that meeting was pushed off for one reason or another. Now we, we probably know why. And so that would make it seem unlikely that he's going to return. And look, I, I started to get a little bit of hint and wind of this early this week. You know, we were texting about some of this going on and it was started to hint it to me that, you know, he, he may not come back. Um, he's a very tough guy to read, but I know Coach Tang, you know, he, he had many things to consider throughout this process. And, you know, Shane Southwell was a guy that was connected to, to Nigel, right? And if he would have kept Shane Southwell on the staff, which it appears he's not going to do at this point, you know, maybe that would have improved their chances. But Tang wanted his own guys, and that's completely understandable. He wants his own staff in place. And, you know, I think he recognizes that it would be great a great asset to keep Nigel Pack. You know, he's he's one of those two guys that he was referring to as a dude. You'd love to keep an all Big 12 first team guy as kind of the building block to, to kick things off. It, it's hard to find guys that can shoot the ball like him. But at the same time, do not doubt this staff's confidence in themselves and finding other dudes. And the way it was spelled out to me is, you know, it'd be great to keep Nigel. We really want to. But at the end of the day, we got to get a lot of dudes and they think they can do it. And so I think they're going to go out and obviously, look, you know, fans are going to have to be a little bit patient here. They've, you know, Jerome Tang was just announced a week ago as the head coach. They're out recruiting. It's going to take at least a couple weeks to, to hopefully start landing some guys. But I, I think there's a quiet confidence within the staff that, They'll find guys, maybe not, you know, that can shoot like Nigel Pack, but they're going to find a lot of guys that can play and uh, talented players to fill these voids. And I, I think they'll they'll get the job done. You bring up an interesting point about the staff, right? And I know a lot of people love Shane Southwell as a potential addition to the staff. And I mean, I love Shane Southwell. I think he's got a, a really bright future. I think back to um, Rob Cassidy, um, who's now national basketball analyst or uh, D.Y. I'm messing up his title here with Rivals. He's a national guy for Rivals. Um, and he he talked about how he had heard from this was like over a year ago. He had heard from some people that Shane was uh, an up and coming star and really rising on the recruiting scene because of the work he can do there. 
Um, I don't think Shane would be a bad candidate to be on the staff, but at the end of the day, it does come down to like, you want your guys, guys that you're comfortable with. And sometimes that doesn't always mean the guy that was the star of the previous staff or the one that's the fan favorite. And so even if it came down to like, Hey, there's a decent chance you could keep Nigel pack. If you keep Shane on staff or you just go get your guy and do this whole thing your way. I think looking at it from a bigger picture standpoint is the better way to go. Certainly I will afford that opportunity and that trust and, and benefit of the doubt, I guess, to, uh, to Jerome Tang here at this point in time to, to make that decision. Yeah. Two things as uh, Cole kind of touched on it. They got to get a lot of dudes actually um, at this point. They've Nigel Pack's not the only one that's entered the transfer portal and he's the most impactful one. The, the one that really registers the most and, and makes the biggest difference on your in, own roster, but Lucas Suki's entered the transfer portal. Uh, Carlton Lingard, Celta Miguel, I think that's four, and they had a spot um, open in general anyway that they didn't use last year. So that's five vacancies that they're trying to fill. I know Taj Manning's already signed, so that leaves you still four spots to fill. It's probably only going to grow. I mean, I think we can all read between the lines that this you know flood of transfers is probably not finished, but they do have assistance already in tow i think only one on the actual staff of three has been announced so far and it's dream dowling coming over from north texas um but he and and uh coach tang and and yurik malagai i want to say uh from texas who hasn't been announced yet but it's clear that he's on the staff they've all been you know on the road and kind of doing their thing already so uh it's not time to panic there is still plenty of time to go grab a transfer grab maybe some late high school additions as well and they're they're you know in the process of trying to do that i guess if you want some solace in how that's going since they haven't landed anyone yet just look across the the college basketball landscape right now um there's a lot of players in the transfer portal over a thousand actually if i remember correctly seeing that on twitter and not many of them are making choices yet. And now we're, we're embarking on a dead period. So it'll be interesting when that really starts to unfold. And as far as pack is concerned too, I mean, that has to be something on his mind. Like Derek, you said it. I mean, how many, how many guys are we confident right now are still going to be on the roster that we're on the roster currently. They need a bunch of players. Um, Nigel pack alone was not going to be enough to make this a tournament team single-handedly next year. And he's a guy like, look, he's doing the early entry into the NBA draft thing right now clearly fancies himself a professional basketball player. So in his mind, maybe thinking like, I've got one, maybe two years left in, in college, obviously, right? I don't want to spend time in a total rebuild situation when I just spent my first two years in a, in a total rebuild situation. So I think all that like factors in here to, to why it is that he would leave. Uh, I will say, Cole, I mean, a part of the thing that's going in my brain and where my brain is going with this is like, yes, I, I hear what Derek's saying. There's not a lot of transfers making decisions right now. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of guys out there. It's clear that the staff is going out and busting it, trying to recruit now. But it is like, okay, well, with Pat gone, I mean, this roster feels like it's going to be pretty bottomed out. Outside of we, we know that uh, Marquise Noel is on board. But outside of that, it's like they need they need players, and they need players pretty fast. So I am I am admittedly getting antsy whether or not that's that's totally fair. I'm, I'm getting antsy about like, hey, let's, let's get some guys in here. Let's see what this team is actually going to look like next year because we have no freaking clue what that roster is going to actually look like. Yeah, I mean, the, the longer it takes to land a few guys, some impactful guys, questions are going to start to arise a little bit. The The enthusiasm from the fan base might dwindle from a, a certain section of the fan base that might start to ask questions. But, you know, I would not panic yet. Uh, they, they've got time, as Deli alluded to. They, 
you know, hardly anyone has transferred anywhere at this point. You know, there's just a lot of guys still entering the portal. There's going to be a ton of options to choose from. Uh, there's some high school guys that are out there right now that I think this staff has some interest in that are becoming available. Um, so I, I wouldn't get too worked up yet. But yes, if, if this thing gets into, you know, the next weekend, into next weekend, which would be what, April 11th, 12th, if K-State doesn't have a transfer in place, a talented, impactful transfer, high school commit, that's impactful, then, then look, yeah, they're, they're going to start to, people are going to get a little antsy about that. So uh, hopefully they're able to, to get some guys in right after this dead period ends, you know, this one week dead period that exists. Hopefully they can get some transfers to visit shortly after that and uh, get some high school kids on campus. The, the only thing I will say about Nigel Pack, you know, going forward, I, I am still a little surprised that, he wasn't drawn to the opportunity to play for Jerome Tang. Now I'm not saying he, he wasn't necessarily drawn by that. There's, there's opportunities back home, I'm sure for him. And he's one of the most coveted guys, but I thought that Nigel pack would really see how good Baylor has been with guard play and the NBA and knowing Nigel's, you know, goal of making it to the NBA. You look at Baylor's guards. I mean, Davion Mitchell in the NBA last year, Jared Butler also taken in the draft. Um, you know, Flagler has a shot. Akinjo just entered the NBA draft. So they, they've got a, a very strong history over the last few years of great guard play. And I thought that would draw Nigel Pack in and, and he would bond with the staff and, and want to stay around for that or at least give them a little more time. But uh, unfortunately, he has uh, chosen to move on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The only thing I would add to that, just almost like an open-ended question, is worst-case scenario, Nigel Pack lands at? Kansas? Yeah, Kansas or Illinois at this point, right? So Yeah, well, I was going to say somewhere in the Big 12, but yes, Illinois is definitely one of the, the spots that has been thrown out there already. I think like Illinois, Indiana, Purdue are the three pretty logical uh, places as far as being closer to home and big schools, bigger programs um, that are all thrown out there. And we all know 
how that would particularly twist the knife if uh, Brad Underwood does land Nigel Pack. Because, I mean, look, another thing that we haven't talked about since we last did a pod is the fact that Brad got a 500K a year uh, raise out of Illinois after flirting with the K-State job. And so now you have a guy who initiated contact with K-State, pulled up the price a couple of times after K-State made offers, now gets his big raise, and now is chasing after Nigel Pack. Like, damn, man. That that would that would be one that stinks. That would be one that stinks. But if it's Indiana or Purdue, can absolutely live with that all day. I can live with that. The the one thing I would bring up in terms of those three destinations with Illinois, we just we just you know we've discussed it. But Nigel Pack loves Bruce Weber. I mean, he is quoted as saying, you know, and when he met with the media after Coach Tang's press conferences, we came here to play Kansas State for Bruce Weber. Loves Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber, Brad Underwood probably couldn't be two different people, at least when it comes to coaching and maybe even from a personal standpoint. So not sure the fit there. So it's interesting that they are being brought up as a possible destination. But you look at another coach in those three schools is Matt Painter. Matt Painter and Bruce Weber, a lot of uh, a lot of connection between those two that could make that a, you know, a more logical destination, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I had two people, uh, there will be a lot of competition for him. I had immediately upon the announcement today that he was entering the portal, I had somebody who covers Oklahoma State and somebody who covers Texas Tech both reach out and DM me and be like, yeah, I've heard about our schools uh, trying trying to get involved here. So uh, there will be plenty of competition there. Yeah, you you don't want him in, in conference at the very least. You don't want him to go to another Big 12 school, especially Kansas. Obviously, you don't want him to uh, to go to Illinois for various reasons. Um Actually, it'd be kind of interesting to watch the reaction of the fan base when that occurs. I mean, I'm I'm still shocked that Brad Underwood got an extension. Didn't see that coming throughout this process. I mean, just, you just so you just, incredibly. Well, Cole, Cole here, listen. You want to see the world burn. Yeah, we've uncovered the world here. Cole, Cole does not think enough people are against Brad right now. And Cole <laughs> thinks that if Brad takes Nigel – then everybody will come around to be a more anti-Brad. I think that's, I think we've hit on what. No, here. no, no guys. It's just great business to use your alma mater as leverage. It's great business. So. Well, I mean, look, let's talk about that because that, that is, I mean, judging by my Twitter timeline yesterday, it was not just all Illinois fans flooding my mentions talking about that. Like K-State fans certainly have opinions on that too. Um, and I know that there's a perception from some out there that we're like, you know, athletic department lackeys and trying to, paint Brad as the bad guy for no reason. I mean, again, I don't even know that I sit here today. Like at the time I was really frustrated because it was so high stress and it felt like Brad was really toying with K-State and jeopardizing the chances of landing Jerome Tang, like your number two candidate. Now having a chance to step back and cool off a little bit. Like, yeah, look, I understand the idea of good business. I understand the idea of Brad wanted the K-State job before and didn't really get an interview, even though that was a totally different regime and nothing Gene Taylor could have controlled. I still it, it hurts me. It bothers me a little bit. Yes, that uh, that he would use the alma mater in that way when it. I think at the end of the day it was clear that he was not going to come unless it was a total king's ransom in case State was going to be paying Brad Underwood like a top five coach like Illinois is going to be here in the next couple of years. Um, but I'm I'm not also not out there trying to get people to run to Brad's house with pitchforks. I think it's more just like my statement on it would be just hey, like this was the reality. Like it was not at the time people were freaking out thinking like, oh, is K-State not doing enough to try and get Brad? And my point is like, look, they they really tried. Brad kind of toyed with them and Brad's a businessman at the end of the day. Like that's how he operates. 
We kind of knew that before. I think there was a hope that that was not going to be the case with the alma mater. And now we just have the clear picture. Like Brad's a businessman. Brad's about Brad and that's fine. Um, I'm just, it, it does rub me a little bit the wrong way. The way it was approached, the fact that he initiated contact and seemingly did it just to, to work that race. Good for Brad. Take the money, do whatever it is you want to do, man. But I, I'm not saying go burn the guy's house down, but yeah, it, it no. rubbed me a little bit. I mean, look, I've I've moved on. That's a big that's a big sum of money that he got from Illinois. I mean, that's that's not an inconsequential raise. So I, I understand it. Um, you know, and to think that you know he'll be making north of five million dollars in a couple of years a year. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, good for him. I know. You know, he worked his way up. He spent 11, 12 years at Western Illinois as an assistant, I assume, making peanuts. You know, then was JUCO coach um, down in Florida. So. Yeah, he had to work his way up. And like, I would be um, probably a little more bitter if uh, Kansas State didn't land a guy like Jerome Tang. Like if all of this had led to K-State losing out on their other guy they really wanted because of the delays that were caused by some of the, you know, discussions and negotiations that were occurring, I'd be more bitter. But, you know, you, no one can complain about Jerome Tang. The fan base is universally excited, unified. Um, so I, I've really actually, in all seriousness, moved on. I was just taking a little bit of a shot there. DY, you have any anything you want to say about Brad? You got a message you I, want to send Brad's way? I would just say that he he approached this as a business and not necessarily as as his alma mater. So it just depends if you what do you think he should have done. That's I think I said that last week as well. And and at the end of the day, this might be his last contract. So he probably made sure he got every penny out of it. Well, he's going to continue to do that. I mean, shoot, I, I, that, that's kind of the funny part to me about this. Like, Illinois fan reaction was all like, you know, I think there were some K-State fans like, oh, joke's on you guys. Now you have to pay him way more. And Illinois fans were like, we don't really care. Like, we've got the money. It doesn't matter. And I think probably some truth to that. I mean, you look at the TV contracts with the Big Ten and how much more they're making than everybody else. Like, this this is, you know, this could be a bigger picture topic. Like, these will be the things that we run into with realignment now that schools in the Big Ten and the SEC will be able to just throw money like this at coaches to keep them from leaving or pull them from other places and it won't really be much of a thing to them. Um, but at the end of the day, I do think it's kind of funny that it's like Illinois programs in this place where they're going to, you know, they feel it worthy to be paying somebody top five, top 10, top five coaching dollars when that coach has never made the sweet 16. I mean, that's where Illinois program is at right now. That's how desperate they are for a winner. And comes back to, you know, some of the fighting that's been going on in my Twitter mentions between Illinois fans and I like, Hey, how about you just take a check and see where your program's at right now? But end of the day, I think K-State's going to be all right. Brad Underwood obviously is all right. Maybe there's a little guard swap going on here. Maybe he winds up with Nigel and K-State gets Curbelo because Curbelo has been, you know, linked to K-State at least in one tweet that I saw there. I don't, would you take that trade, Cole? Would that lessen the, the sting there, Brad? No, no. I would uh, much rather have Nigel over Curbelo. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you, I know why you're asking me that because you were when we were watching that Chattanooga game. We uh, I we seem great some... to me. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> you seem great for the outcome we were pulling. I'll take a, night. I'll take freshman year Andre Curbelo though. So if they can get yeah, back well, to that. The the thing is is that he's just he you know you go from a guy that shoots forty four percent from three to Curbelo who's about a twenty percent three point shooter but you know he he could be a very good bounce back candidate you know under a new a new coaching staff get a fresh start I mean he's a very talented dude I mean this is a guy that was on a lot of All American lists before the season so you know look straight swap I mean I wouldn't have been thrilled with it but at this point yeah I would I would take Curbelo. 
um, I think that would be a, a, a nice, nice get for the staff. So, and John, could you please leave the poor Illinois fans alone? I mean, good goodness. You just buried one of them yesterday. You put them in a body bag with the VHS comment. I mean, That's those my favorite. souls. It's my favorite because I can tie Bruce Weber and a VHS comment all together to remind them that the last time that they <laughs> made it past the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, they probably could have watched it on VHS, and it was Bruce Weber who did it. Um, there is a lot there. Yeah, I've been I've been clowning on them. Look, it's <laughs> Illinois fans are right up there with Nebraska football fans to me in terms of overvaluing their job for what it actually is. So you know you got to put people in their place. Every once in a while, you got to put people in their place. Um, so to, I, I just had to do it. To bring it full circle, uh, just a question for the group. Uh, how many more transfers leave Kansas State? Dude, I, I think the better question is how many how many players on Mistake. next year's team like, have played basketball at K-State before? Um, three, maybe? I'll take three. I mean, the, the, uh, the only certainties – right now seem like noel and masood <laughs> the only search well I, i'm gonna say uh yeah dy i'm gonna say that 10 guys leave on scholarship so that leaves masood noel and then i'm gonna say maybe like a max edwards or somebody you know a younger guy might give it a year and stay so i will say that k-state will have 10 scholarship openings and uh, you're that's what iowa state basically had last year right with otzelberger's first year they had two guys back so yeah, and they made the Sweet Sixteen. The that came with the addition of Isaiah Brockington, and you, you, so they need to bring in someone like that if they want to try to replicate. Well, what, yeah, and, and you look at Brockington. I mean, that's a guy that just blew up this year. I mean, he wasn't at that level before. He was a decent player, but you know, it does take getting lucky, and they got they got lucky that Brockington just really blew up in this season and was a great player for him. So. Hey, before we go, D.Y., I think something uh, K-State fans would be pretty interested in here, uh, Avery Johnson and Dylan Edwards, a couple of football recruits that were on campus for a visit yeah. earlier this week. Avery Johnson, four-star quarterback uh, from Mays. Dylan Edwards, obviously running back from Derby, K-State Legacy, has an Oklahoma offer. K-State's been pretty hot after him. I mean, things trending in the right direction here for both of those guys. That's exactly how I would phrase it. Um, they're not across the finish line by any means, and – the longer it goes, the more possible disruption you could invite. But man, if if I had to make a pick today, I'd I'd, I'd say Kansas State for both. So I think that's exactly how I would describe it, trending in the right direction. But you know, having it across the finish line sooner rather than later, before something can derail it, would be optimal. What well, when is the finish line? Man, that's. Uh... I, you know, my thing with recruiting, it's the probably the thing I say the most. It's almost like an adage. It's easier to predict what is going to happen more than when it will happen. So, I, I, you're asking me to judge what a 16 year old or 17 year old is going to think tomorrow, and I can't even do it today. Yeah. Okay. All, all I heard was Edwards and Avery Johnson to Kansas State, according to DY. Folks, it's in the bag. Well, the, apparently there will be a bag. I mean, it sounds like some some NIL is going to be involved. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, but that, that's that's legal these days, Cole. You can do that now. Don't look at me like I'm saying something crazy. Uh, no, saying no, no. You're 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 right. You're right. I, I will say that, and this is a discussion we can dive into more another day. But I I think it's interesting when you look at the impact of NIL and you see these high school kids 
getting so much money offered their way as just recruits and you've got the guys that have been in the program, the O-linemen, et cetera, within the college ranks working their tails off for years, not getting that level of a cut. And I always, I wonder, you know, the impact that's going to have on the locker rooms in college, in college sports, you know, moving forward, because I think there could be some jealousy and, you know, some entitlement issues with all of that. Sheesh, that is a discussion for another day, man. That's a, that's a whole can of worms. Whole big can of worms. Well, if K-State does land Avery Johnson or uh, and or Dylan Edwards, uh, celebrate with some 360 vodka from Holiday Distillery. Great sponsors of us here on KCSN and appreciate all of their support here as we get rolling with this new pod. Uh, hit us up with your name ideas at JL Kurtz, at DM Rivals, at Cole underscore Manbeck. Either that or it's probably going to be three ma, uh, but we're going to have to come up with, uh, with a name here pretty soon. So let us know what you think and enjoy the pod. We will talk to you guys soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.